0: Saying low?
1: Apple music. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me. I'm Zane Lowe for another conversation right here with an amazing artist on the interview series. This week, we talked to the incredible Ice Spice. I say that in full confidence. Uh, we throw words around like that, superlatives around the arts a lot, and especially when it happens really fast, sometimes people ask the question, is it really incredible? Does it qualify? It's happened so quick. What does it actually mean? You know, in the case of Ice Spice, she 100% knows who she is, what she's going to do, and how she's going to do it. She's in complete control and has been from day one which explains why when she first came out with Munch and had a huge like one of those kind of smash moments that just happens in a blue moon a lot of people were very sort of skeptical particularly online about where she came from why is the song so big is she quote unquote an industry plant all that kind of chatter it just didn't even register with her. From her point of view, it's like, you talk all you want. I'm busy in the studio making follow-ups. And that project that came out like, is such a brilliant start-to-finish statement following on from a hit song. It kind of shut everybody up, which brings us to this moment right here where myself and I, Spice got a chance to sit down and dive into her origin story and bring it bang up to date. Really, this is the beginning of what will hopefully be many conversations we're going to have with iSpice, but this is a good one right here on the interview series. I'm excited to talk to you. It's rare in, my, in you know life that an artist gets to connect with something, and it moves as fast as it's moved, you know, for you. And I think we get obsessed with the time of that, like, oh, it's happened so fast. Yeah. And we forget actually that it, the time it took to make the music and the environment in which the music was made. When I listen mm-hmm. to this project and I, and I hear what's come out, it just sounds like you and Riot were having fun.
0: We was like genuinely. All the records, I feel like just fun, just
1: vibes. What's the environment like when you were when you were creating this because you know you met in college, you're coming out of that experience and you found this great chemistry creative vibe between the two of you mm. I mean is it is it in the dorm room is it in a studio like because it, it just yeah. sounds so free to me this music
0: uh-huh you know what's so funny the other day we were just talking about how we was in like our friend's um, dorm who's also a producer and like I remember saying, Oh, like he right I had to ask me, Oh, so like what's your rap name gonna be like your stage name? And I'm like, I don't know if it should be like my Finsta name or if I should just go by Isis. Like mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be ISIS, Because right? ISIS
1: is sick by the way.
0: Thank you. <laughs> and he was like, It can't be ISIS. Thank
1: you. Thank the parents, right? <laughs> Thank the parents. They go you ISIS. Thanks, mom. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: well, ISIS is an Egyptian goddess. Yep. So but you know, now There are it's other connotations, like other yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh no, yeah, like We was just in college. Everybody was just like creating things. And it was just, everything just happened
1: naturally, you know. I think back to those times, what what it must have been like for you. And then to look back on that, it must seem like a lifetime ago. But it really wasn't that long ago.
0: No. And like, it doesn't feel that long ago either. Like, I very much still feel like Mm -hmm. a girl from Fordham. Like, just like, you know, I can vividly remember being, I remember everything. Like, and everything's still the same because it wasn't that long ago.
1: What was it like when you were in college and you were just meeting all these great creative people? Because it sounds like, you know, you you found yourself in an education, extended education environment that was very creative. Uh-huh. There was a lot of people who were moving, doing different things. And I guess that's a really safe place for you to experiment and not feel self-conscious.
0: Yeah. You know, I did feel that way. Like when I left high school, I was like, okay, now I'm going to college. I could like just rebrand completely yeah. and be like a brand new person yeah, and like new identity to hold. Yeah. Thing. And I just did that, honestly. I feel like I did a whole 180, and I just like really found myself, and I took time to be like, "Who am I?" You know.
1: Is that kind of when Ice Spice really the identity really like presented itself?
0: I feel like that's when like it fully made sense because I was already Ice Spice since 2014, yeah, and I never really like thought much about it. Like it was just my handle, and in college, I was like, "I'm Ice Spice." Period.
1: Yeah, I love it, and you know, I can hear it too. I can hear the the commitment to this art. Yeah, it's art. I think, you know, when music comes out quick, we have an inclination as a species to want to doubt it. Like, why does it happen so fast? Where did it come from? What's going on? This is mm-hmm. su- super quick. I can't, I can't get my head around it. Yeah. as in people, and we forget we, to actually listen to the music. I think what people are really getting now is they're listening to the music away from that hype, and they're realizing the music is sick.
0: Yeah. Well, the hype wouldn't be there without the music, you know. Because, 100%. um, like. Genuinely, Munch is a hit, and I love that for me. Um, I love that for you as well. I love like, that for him, I love that for him, I love <laughs> yeah, that for the whole team. For all of us, yeah. you know? So I just love being able to contribute to culture and actually, like, add, you know? Because I feel like a lot of people think that, oh, I'm just, like, this, like, pretty girl that, like, posts on Instagram. But there's, like, millions of pretty girls that post on Instagram. And, like, you know, you have to really contribute to the culture in order to, like, matter.
1: Just look at the BET performance, listen to the music, understand where it's come from. I'm going to put us into the royal we. I'm going to do it out of the kindness of my heart because I I don't really consider myself to be part of the people who got it wrong. I heard the music straight away and was like, I get it, but for the sake of (laughs) not separating myself, we got it really wrong. I really think we did because I'm looking at this stuff in red here, what you don't want to talk about. And in my lifetime, (laughs) no, it's good. It's good. This is good. The era of no is really good you got to know when to say, no, I don't want to discuss that anymore. Yeah. But I've just never have seen it happen so fast mm-hmm. where someone after like a year of releasing music is already saying, you blew that one. You exhausted that. You got it wrong on that. I'm done talking about that. Did you feel that way? Did it get to a point where you're like, man, I'm sick of sort of having to, to try to justify things when people aren't actually getting what the point here is?
0: Yeah, sometimes I do feel like a product, and I really hate when I feel that way. Um, Because, like, a lot of people, like, let's say they'll gift me something, and then I'm like, oh, it's a gift, cute. And then they'll be like, oh, can I take a picture of you holding the gift? It's a trade. it's now an ad. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a weird industry. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, I appreciate, like, free gifts. I'm not going to lie. Like, I love all that. I love everything that comes with it. I'm not going to sit here and act like I hate fame because at the end of the day, like, it opened doors for me. It allowed me to, like— help my family and help myself and like changing my lifestyle for the better. So regardless, I'm grateful. You know what I mean?
1: Was it ever something you aspired to as a kid? Did you feel drawn to the idea of attention as a currency or fame?
0: Um, Genuinely, I think so. Like, I feel like a lot of kids are like, I'm going to be famous. It's so true.
1: I think you come out and you immediately get, you gravitate to music because all babies do. You're like, what is this? I like this nursery rhymes. Let's go. And then it's a really short distance between that. And wow, I made my parents really happy by dancing. Yeah, (laughs) And that's kind of, I think where the bug either sets in or it doesn't. Was was that for you? Were you like, I like to make people happy by expressing myself, even as a kid?
0: I feel like I was always trying to entertain. I do remember like as a kid, like constantly coming up with like dances with my cousins or like we would always try to put on a show for the family. Like we would be like, okay guys, look what we made. And then we would start like dancing and singing and stuff like that. We'd always have talent shows. And just, like, express ourselves. I, d- I do like entertaining. I always, like, I never really thought about it as, like, oh, I'm entertaining. But when I look back at my life and, like, the things I've done, I'm, like, I'm naturally an entertainer, you know?
1: What about with your siblings and stuff? Because I know you're the eldest yeah. within your family. And um, so there's a na- naturally a desire to look up to the eldest sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how was that relationship growing up? And do did, did you sort of feel to some degree even now that you're starting to succeed in your life? There's that responsibility of making sure that you set a right example, right, for your siblings.
0: Yeah, I always felt like I needed to set the right example for my siblings, especially because I was always told that like growing up, it's always like, oh, like you need to behave better because your sister's watching it's so you. tough being and the da, eldest, da, da, da. Especially the eldest daughter, like all the eldest daughters I can't even know imagine. exactly what I'm talking about. I can't you know? even imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wish I had an older sister so bad.
1: Yeah, but being the eldest, there's something really great about, um, you know, setting a bar not just for yourself, but for others as well, right?
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm very grateful that I have so many siblings and stuff like that, because I feel like I learned a lot of things at home that like apply to real life now, you know, and I feel like I guess them looking up to me is kind of like a reflection of now so many people looking up to me, like you said, and it did really prep me.
1: So, how does that relationship sort of evolve over time? Like, do you have one sibling in particular that you know you can call when you just need to be reminded about you know where you came from? because you know you're, you've been you've done six different flights and you're in six different countries and yes. you're talking to strange people like me.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I have I have cousins and stuff that are yeah. like my age, and like I have so many cousins and siblings, and I feel like they all like it's they're great to talk to and stuff like that. They remind me of everything. My sisters miss me so bad. We was just getting into it because it's like, it do be hard to like maintain a relationship with somebody you grew up with and then try to like travel the whole world and like please so many other people. And it's like, you still got to pay attention to them. So it's a lot, you know, but I'm trying to deal with it. Shout out my sisters. I miss them.
1: There's no other way to put it. and I don't mean to scare you or whatever, but ultimately following your dreams, is a, there was sacrifice that comes with that. Yeah. And I think the family thing is the ultimate sacrifice when you leave the people behind that you love and you just don't, they're always going to be there, but you just don't get all that time.
0: And it's sad because they'll blame you like, and they'll be like, oh, we're distant now or whatever. And it's like, I don't mean to be. It's just like, I can't be in another country and also be as close to you as I was when we was five. But yeah, be still, it's all love. At the end of the day, I appreciate that they even miss me, you know? Because some people's siblings don't care about them. <laughs>
1: I know it's, it so. breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the thing is, that's why you're working so hard now, I guess, because eventually it's going to get to a point where the success dictates your decision and whether you get to say yes or no, and that's when you get to reset the balance. At least that's what I've seen with great artists. Yeah. The longer you stick at it, the more successful you become. Then you're able to say, "This is family time." Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll figure it out.
0: Exactly. I've been working all year. Like I, you know, I need a little month off or something like that soon.
1: But not today, because we got you working. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's Apple Music up next. I should probably remind people why we're having a conversation. I'm no good at that. But this is Apple Music up next. And, um, you know, it feels kind of crazy to call you up next because you're so now. I mean, it's Thank happening you. right now. So we're really grateful for the fact that, you know, you've, you've decided to collaborate with Apple and appreciate the program, even at a point when you're saying no to things.
0: Yeah, of course. I appreciate Apple, you know, like Apple showed me love real early on.
1: We hear it and, you know, we're a place where artists get to come and ultimately, I think, sort of stretch out and tell their story and that's that's what we want to try and get to today. Just getting back to a little bit to, to the to process of making music because I'm a super, like, obsessive music nerd. How do you kind of work with Riot? I mean, I know he's over there, but how do you, how do you <laughs> work with Riot? Because you two obviously have such a great working relationship. You could have, no disrespect, gotten a hit, done what other people have done, bounced out, mm. created a list of producers who are waiting mm. for the phone call. Here's the really good news, right? They're still waiting for the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and long may they wait, as far as I'm concerned, because it really works. The two of you, it really works. So how how does it work?
0: Just naturally, you know, it's so hard to explain because like everybody's always like, how, how does it work? How does it work? But I can't really explain it, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's just like, it just works. Like sometimes you just... You meet a great collaborator and you just do great things, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> when you listen back to your to your music in progress, when you're working on something in the studio and you're both feeling it, you know you're gonna see it through and finish it. Yeah. How does that feel? Can you try and put that into some it words? It
0: feels amazing. Like right now I have this song that I really, really, really love. And I just told my fans about it on Twitter Spaces. Mm-hmm. It's so fire. Like it's for the streets, it's for the baddies, it's for the ooders, it's for everybody. And it just really gives me that vibe. Like we've been listening to it in the car and stuff. It's not even mixed yet, mm. but it's you know what song is fire when it when it's not mixed and it's slapping.
1: Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, that, you got to be careful with that because that, you, you know what I'm talking about. You get this thing called demoitis where oh, the mix never me, lives up. Yes, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that listening to the way that you write and perform your songs and work with Riot that you don't let it go. Some artists do their verse, I've been in the room, and then they bounce out. It's like, you do it. You do the music. I don't care, whatever. Something tells me that you really love being in the whole experience and making sure that it sounds and feels right to you. Is that, am I right? Yeah,
0: I have to be. Because it's like, at the end of the day, I am like, it's my music, you know? I want to make sure it sounds how I want it to sound. And like, I just, it's fun. Like, I love being a part of it. I'm not like rushing to leave. I like recording in my own personal space. Like, I have a studio at home and stuff. I, I like taking my time because I don't like to just, Hurry up and rush it. Like, I like to just feel the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Lay it down. And then it's like, if I want to take a break, I will just take a break and come back to it if I need to.
1: I think we should remind people who are listening to this or watching this that, um, from your perspective, that Like is a bunch of songs that have been around for a while. Do you know what I mean? Like, these are some songs that you already had waiting to go and you have continually working through. So you were loyal to some of these songs. Like, what's the oldest song on this project?
0: Munch. Yeah. Munch old- is a... Munch is, was recorded January 2022.
1: That's well over a year old. And so, you know, you were really, you, you know, you honored that, that process and put that out. How do you feel about sort of the, that project now that you're already much further down the road and we haven't heard where you're at?
0: I love this project and i also feel like a lot of people are thinking that it's like so old because of like how much success i've had since it dropped but it's only six months old that's
1: crazy so it's it is
0: a new project still still
1: (laughs) you know what i mean
0: but um i love like the deluxe is coming soon and i'm really excited for that the song that i just gassed up is going to be on on there how many other songs you know I have three right now that I'm like, okay, I really like these three and I want to put them out. I'm trying to like squeeze in a fourth one, but we'll see. If not, it's going to be three. But
1: yeah, I love the idea of a deluxe because again, it just continues to feed on a project that you're not sick of yet and we're not sick of yeah. yet. So it keeps it alive. And I'm
0: like, I love this vibe. I just want to put a little more into yeah, yeah, it, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, So what is this vibe to you? How would you describe what like's going to be versus where you're going to go next or where you go in the future? Like, Are you any closer understanding what this sort of project feels like to you?
0: Like just feels very like home to me. It feels very much like a Bronx story and like just a baddie from the Bronx just telling her truth, you know, and just vibing, feeling herself. And that's what the album's gonna sound like too. Like, I just know the album's gonna have a lot of elements of like and, of course, some evolution in there, but it's gonna very much be me still.
1: You know, there's a lot of people listening and watching all around the world because we're in well over 100 countries and up next is a global thing that won't understand what it's like growing up in the Bronx, let alone the level of importance and influence Bronx had on the invention of, of not just hip-hop, multiple musical genres, um, incredible jazz legends, um, soul, funk, R&B legends. What was it like kind of growing up in the Bronx? And what is a childhood in the Bronx like?
0: A childhood in the Bronx, I'm not going to lie, is like, it's fun for me. Like that's how my childhood was. I know a lot of people in the Bronx have different experiences, especially depending on what part of the Bronx you're from. Yeah. But I, I had a fun childhood. I mean, I only know it from my perspective. I don't know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, it's yeah. hard to compare it to other people. But
1: yeah. big music place. You feel the music in the music streets. Place.
0: Like yeah, when you're walking on Fordham stores is playing music to try to get you to come in. Yeah, yeah. Like the stores will have the music playing <laughs> yeah. and like on a speaker outside. And you are like, come on, yeah, come on. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I always say that when a song hits, and you'll know this now because you've had one, when a song hits in New York, it's like no other place in the world because it's the inside going out. Mm-hmm. If you have a song that hits in LA, it's playing, it's playing, being played in cars or at home or in your headphones. It's kind of insular. In New York, to your point, every car that drives past is playing it loudly. Right. People are listening to it on the stoop people listening to it in the store. And when you have that magic moment where everyone's listening to it, like, what did that feel like for you when you were walking around your home city and you heard your song being played somewhere unexpected for the first time though? Do you remember where where it happened?
0: No, I don't remember exactly where. I'm not going to lie. But I still feel really excited. Like, when I'm outside and I hear my music playing, like, just random people walking by or whatever, I still get excited, like, the first time. Because that's just so crazy to me, you know? Like, I expect to see it, like online and on streaming and like seeing people enjoy it at home on tiktok whatever yeah but like when you see people outside it's doing it is different it's like it makes it real
1: man you've had a real crash course in this weird music industry you know when you're sitting in the in this you know at home making music with riot and or a couple of other people you probably had no idea what you were gonna experience when you came out into it Putting all the niceties aside because I know how grateful you are to get your music out in front of people and like you said, have positive impact for your your family and for your life. That's passion. Like that's, Mm -hmm. you deserve that for making great Thank you. But how has the overall experience been an artificial construct of the music business for you, I Spice the Artist, so far?
0: It's been cool. Like I'm still pretty new and I don't go out a lot. Like I don't go to parties a lot Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's just because like I don't really like Want to? I be I be tired after working and everything. I don't be really wanting to party, and I was never really a big party person. Is that like why naturally. you make party music
1: for everyone else to party? Isn't exactly. That the point?
0: I'm home making the party music.
1: That's why I DJ because I didn't want to go and dance. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give everyone else time. Exactly. <laughs> it was my social anxiety play.
0: <laughs> I feel that. Oh my god, I would get the craziest anxiety going into parties. Same. Like I remember when Sweet Sixteens came around yeah. and everybody was turning sixteen. Creating it. Oh my
1: God, I would be outside
0: like, my stomach hurt. I can't go. I suck so bad because I'd be missing people's birthday. And it's like, I love you, but I just,
1: I can't go. I'm the same. Mm-hmm. they must know you though i mean the people who love you know they know yeah, yeah. what you go through mm-hmm. so it's an interesting job that you have for someone who struggles with social anxiety like i do
0: exactly so but no i push through it and stuff sometimes i be having my days but yeah. for the most part i try my best to push through it and i like remind myself positive things or whatever all the time but yeah, yeah. um being in the music industry is fun i'm not gonna lie like it's a little ghetto but it's fun and I'm from the Bronx, so like a lot of people, like I'm real classy and I'm pretty and da da da. But like I've, I'm real. from the, I'm from Fordham, bro. Like I took the four train every day to school. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Took the 12 bus every day. Yeah. The one train. Like, I do this. Like, it's not. I'm, I'm real cute, but it's like. I'm I see it like can I can be grew both up, thank you because a lot of people <laughs> don't think that a lot of people think that if you're from the Bronx you got to be one specific type of way but it's like there's so many people in the Bronx so many cultures like really it's just be yourself like you know what I'm saying a lot of people think because I'm from the Bronx I got to act like different or like
1: yeah
0: or like I'm being fake classy or I'm being whatever and it's like I don't even consider myself classy I just think I'm to myself
1: and also, you know, such a strong image when you came out, which is smart. I mean, why would you come out and not present a strong image? Like, it's like, I mean, that's the play. Go big or go home. Go big or go home, like, right? I mean, that's expected. And yet, everybody, I think it's so obsessed. This is what I was referring to in the beginning when I said that I think we all got it very wrong, right? And, and for, for you, you must have been kind of laughing quietly to yourself yeah. while everybody's making these assumptions in the first six months. Mm-hmm. Just I sitting mean, on all
0: it. the time. So, even to this day, people be saying crazy. Sh- and I just be like, anyways, next, like.
1: Yeah. I love the fact that you're sitting on the knowledge that you don't give a sh-
0: i literally don't give a shit i'm a i'm a capricorn so what does that mean we don't give a shit (laughs) yeah
1: can you give me a few more like why are you an atypical capricorn
0: um i would say i'm like a workaholic Mm -hmm. and um like i'd be working on my birthday i feel like that's some capricorn shit to do like i'll work on christmas you know what i'm saying (laughs) that's like like i remember being like on thanksgiving yeah working
1: yeah yeah how do your family feel about that do they ever try to slow you down
0: no, because they get it. Like, you got to hustle. Where I'm from, it's like the whole point is to make it out. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to work. Like, imagine, no, I'm going to just stay home on my birthday yeah, when yeah. I got money to make. Like, well, Like you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, so what's the end result then? If, you, if Is the work the point or do you have like a, a point on the timeline further down the line in mind where you're like, okay, there's an achievement I need to reach?
0: Well, I would love financial freedom. You know, I feel like everybody I would. That. So like the, like, of course, we're human beings. My goal in life is to just sit on an island and, you know, drink fruity drinks just because it never seemed like that was a possibility growing up like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never thought it would. I've always dreamt of it, but I never thought it was like going to happen, like, especially like so young. You know what I'm saying? So That's—it's just, like, crazy to me, but—
1: But when you dreamt of it, did you feel it? Was it vivid to you when you were dreaming of, like, success and what you thought you could achieve with your life?
0: Well, I had to make it vivid. I had to, like, really convince myself that it would happen. And, like, I would constantly remind myself, like, it's going to happen. Like, if it could happen for other people, it's going to happen for me, like— and just keep going and going and going and like i'm super into like just speaking it into the world
1: manifestation and, you're, you've learned, you're you're mastering manifestation
0: yeah but you know what's funny i learned about that when i was like 11 Wow. so i know wow. it's super trendy and cool now and like people are over the word manifestation but are they
1: they're not manifesting yeah no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah i'm super into that and like i'm real spiritual and i believe in god and all that and i just pray all the time and yeah. like
1: Yeah, it works. Let's talk about the idea of manifestation into personal relationships because I'm fascinated by that. In particular, in the arts and in the performance industry, people can be obsessed with people. They inspire them. They create something inside of them that makes them feel like anything is possible. For Mm -hmm. you, that's Nicki Minaj. There you are together working on stuff. I know. That must be a moment for you as someone who recognizes manifestation, doesn't just look at it as curious luck, yeah. as a moment where you go, it
0: works. Mm-hmm. Don't it you? does work. And you know, that's why it's so crazy. So when I met Nikki, right, for the first time in person, um, I was like at her studio and she was like doing her glam and stuff. Were and you then nervous? I was nervous. Yeah, bad. But I was like, I was like, chilling. I was like, nervous to get there. Once I got there, I was like, okay, I'm chilling. But then I heard her like, say something. And then I got nervous. <laughs> and then she started, she came out, right? Yeah. And um, I was fine. But she came out and she looked at like, uh my manager, James and like, Riot and stuff and my photographer and everything. And um, then she came at me. And when she came to me, wow. and she hugged me, I started crying because it just felt like, I, a, a, I, I cried, but I walked away. Like, I didn't say anything to her. I was just like, and I just walked away because um I was just like, bro, like, just the journey. Like, you know, I love Nicki and, like, meeting her was great and everything. But for me, it also just mostly felt like this is a full circle moment. Right. Like, this is crazy. Right. Like, I'm listened. really here.
1: Yeah. Like, you know what
0: I'm saying? Yes, like, little that, me
1: is screaming. That kid who listened to music and felt that music and made you realize anything was possible, you reached one of your destinations.
0: Yes. And it just, it felt like such an, like, an accomplishment meeting her like in a way you know what i'm saying yeah because of course so many girls look up to her and want to do that but it's just like for you to do it it's just
1: crazy yeah but you felt it in yeah. a moment and it and turned it into something tangible i keep saying this story but there's a great story that someone told me about an artist who walked into a room and an artist they admired was playing their music as they walked into oh, the room That's crazy. and the way they described it was that um that 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 person heard Okay, so I'll put it in your context. Nicki Minaj hears in you and sees in you herself, which is why she's drawn to you because you reflect the best qualities of herself Mm -hmm. back at her because you were that fan who felt and absorbed. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, of course. I feel like in a way, yeah, that is true because since I'm so inspired by her and like so many other girls are and boys too, like when when you grow up listening to somebody and like looking up to them and like, practically studying them. Like, if I'm going home every day after school watching music videos yeah. and I'm watching mad Nikki videos you're and mad, be- like, whatever, yeah. you're, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So you pick up on mannerisms and, like, without even realizing it and then one day you're an adult and, like, you act just like the person you grew up watching. Yeah, exactly. But you in know? your own way and in a unique yeah, and individual yeah, of way.
1: Course. So there's elements that just draw you together and mm-hmm. next thing you know she's standing in front of you going, off oh, axe And doing those yeah. amazing things <laughs>
0: that she does. Yeah, I love her. I Nikki. Oh, she's the, she's the best.
1: She's the best and you got her in a british bag as well on your song which is rare she came out, she, she yeah. out hello darling <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome at that mm-hmm. how's that friendship to evolve now because it's gone it, like one features fine multiples and then yeah. and then experiences and it's it's clear that there's a kinship between the two of your friendship between the two of you that's developing mm-hmm. um you know how, how does that change the whole experience for you are you absorbing her advice is it is it a different yeah. experience now I
0: feel like I am, like, absorbing advice from her and, like, learning from her and stuff. And she'll tell me, like, um, you know, learn from my mistake. Like, you know, do this or, like, don't do that or whatever. And I just really pay attention to what she's saying yeah. because if, if there's anyone I'm going to listen to, it's the queen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you need mentors in this space, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Are there is anybody else that you've kind of adopted as a mentor that you listen to that you really um, admire?
0: I would say Drake. Yeah. We, yeah, we talk all the time and, yeah. like, he's always, like—we're always, like, just laughing about— some things that like go on and like I'll ask him what should I do with this or like how'd you go about this yeah. or like did you ever experience that and like he'll I'm not gonna give real examples but he um, that's tell between me, you two yeah and he'll tell me like I did this and like you should do that too because you can yeah and I'll be like you're right like period. I feel like he's, he,
1: he gives great mental energy
0: yeah no he really does it's like coach vibes
1: yeah because also he came from a place where he was we We all we again with the we, which is painful for me because I'd love Drake from Dot, but the we got it wrong with him for a long time. I feel like everyone was ready for him to fall. Oh, I
0: see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like that's the case still, though. I feel like all like the like the biggest artists and like not only artists, actress, and just anybody in any industry. I feel like when you're like huge, and people just gonna want you to fall. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. But even for someone like yourself, who who self admittedly doesn't give a shit, how do you process the inevitability of that? Because I want you to keep making music as a fan of your yeah. music, and I think if you do, you're going to end up in those same places in your own way that they are. So in a way, you're on it. Like it's in motion that that's going to happen to you as well. Thank you. Does it the success, but also the scrutiny and all that. Sh- that comes with it the weirdness of Mm -hmm. being a standout in a world full of of the same species do you think about that or you just try to forget (laughs) about it
0: (laughs) that's such a funny way to put it
1: (laughs) we are we're just the strangest species
0: right um no i mean like back to the i don't give a part yeah it's like that still you know and also the hate never went away i just think that there's so much love coming in now that it kind of like overshadows the hate oh i love that but it's just like it's still there like the people that was hating like they're very much there
1: well, can right. I ask you this then? Um, what was it for you that kind of gave you this this desire or this ability to be able to just shut it down?
0: It's like such a mixture of so many things. I would say it's like being from the Bronx, having strong-minded parents in mm. general. Both mm. of my parents are very strong-minded mm. and they're very confident people. And I feel like that rubs off on me. And also just being so protective because I have so many younger siblings that I am very protective. So i always been the type that I'm like, I can't take it because they can't take it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when me and all my sisters was in school, I remember they would, like, talk about, oh, this girl's bullying me or this girl's bothering me. And I'm like, f*** that bitch. Like, you know? (laughs) So I had to always stand my ground because I had to set the example, like, stand your f***ing ground.
1: You having fun? I'm having a great time talking with you. Susan. I am. You're so fun to
0: talk to. I am. <laughs>
1: Same. Um, when I was uh, when I was hanging out a few months back in my house, um, it, it was becoming this like proper um, problem that at least once, twice, three times a day, one of my family, my wife or our two kids, would walk around going, "That boy's a liar. That boy's a liar." Like just nonstop in the ear. Like in the end, it was like we need to just do like an amnesty on that song for 24 <laughs> hours because it just we couldn't shake it. None of us could shake
0: it. I still I play that song every day.
1: It's so catchy and yeah. so sick. And I feel like you and and Pink Panther is it's again like I think it it says something to your ability to collaborate. Mm. I feel like you're a really generous collaborator because you fit so well into that experience with her. How was that moment? It was so fun.
0: I recorded it on my birthday, actually.
1: Really? The first, yeah. Sick.
0: And I sent it back to her.
1: That's some Capricorn shit, yeah, by the way. Yeah, really is. That's some Capricorn uh-huh. shit, that's the workaholic at play.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and so, it was so fun, so easy. When I sent it to her, mm-hmm. she didn't have any anything to say. Like, she was like, I love it. Like, it's perfect. We're ready to go. And I'm like, bet. So, it, I'm not gonna lie, that was the easiest collaboration I've ever had.
1: I got to talk to you um, about someone who I've met and spoken with many times and who I admire greatly as one of the greatest songwriters of this generation or any, and that's Taylor. I thought that the, the fact that she worked with you was just another classic and inspired example of her mm-hmm. just knowing what works, what yeah. works for her, what would work for you. She's just very dialed in beyond just the writing and everything else. She's very across it. Yeah. Um, where were you when you got the call for that? Like, How did that information present itself? Because that is rare.
0: I was home and my manager called me and was like, oh, um, like, tell him once you want a record.
1: And I'm like, "Go up. Your manager's over there. So I got to ask yeah. you for one second. When you got that information <laughs> and you're making that phone call, what were you thinking, bro? Oh, man, excited. So he, he
0: texted me. Oh, um, call me. Like, I have, I have to tell you something or whatever. Yeah. And, like, he usually would just text me anything. Like, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So, and I was having a really bad day also. I would like to say that. I was Mm -hmm. having a terrible day. I was crying all morning because I was just so mad at something. And um, then he called me with that news. And then I cried more because it was good news like
1: this roller coaster of a yeah, life i can't that's keep what up. i said
0: i was like my life is a roller coaster like how i started the day crying and i'm ending it crying but for different reasons, reasons. yeah
1: yeah and then to go out there and to present it to the people and it, again this this idea of this, this feature mentality of like your audience meets my audience and we can all get paid i get it it's cool it's <laughs> a great hustle right it's a great hustle and it makes for great music for fans but what's awesome about that is that when you and taylor presented it you presented it together How was that experience sort of, it's one thing to jump on a song. It's another thing to find a way to work together. Yeah. How was that?
0: It was amazing. Like, we went to the studio and she's so humble and so nice. Like, I kid you not, I pulled up to the studio and she outside waiting for me. I'm like, why is Taylor Swift outside? Like... Taylor, what are you doing here? <laughs> <It's> so awesome. <laughs> so we went inside. Did she packed
1: a car for you and stuff. She's like, yeah. "I
0: got you." <laughs> <laughs> so she's great. Like she's so funny. We text all the time. Like she is hilarious. You know, she's is. funny. I'm not gonna lie. She's, she's the also the funniest a person. Brilliantly
1: ever. unfiltered, and that's all we we'll yes. say about that. But when yeah, you get yeah. her in a space <laughs> where she's comfortable, mm-hmm. she'll we go some, in
0: after the show. Because you know, she shout out to her. She brought me out to her yeah. her stadium shows you believe that? Yeah. I did a stadium show before an arena. I know, it's crazy. That was nuts. I'm not gonna lie. But it's crazy because you hear like all this, like the the roar that you hear in a Taylor Swift show is like unmatched. Like I don't think I've ever heard that. And there's so many, like, so I tried to watch the show. Sorry, I'm jumping everywhere. I'm just oh, so God. excited about yeah. this experience. Yeah. But I tried to watch the show and um I was like, no one's gonna notice me. They're paying attention to whatever, right? So I'm like standing there trying to be low-key. And then like this one little seven-year-old girl like screams my name. From the front row? Um, no, I was like chilling in the side. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. like just trying to watch it in the crowd. Yeah, but type she was the girl was in the front she row. She was like passing by oh, with wow. like popcorn or something. Oh wow. And she was like, um, ice ice. She was like <laughs> boy's a liar in her mood and i'm like oh my gosh she's so f-ing cute and then a bunch of other little girls like just poof, appeared yeah. and they just like was like trying to take pictures and i was like all right child let me go back to the um dressing room and wait till I- it's my turn to come out yeah yeah um but her show was amazing and i'm just so grateful like 200,000 people yeah, i think yeah, yeah. we performed
1: for yeah, wow like, over the course of those nights yeah, that's crazy yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's insane you got this Doja Cat tour coming up. Yes, I'm so excited. Dude! <laughs> yes. And when she announced that and who was rolling out, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that might be the tour of the year. Um, <laughs> for you to be going out there and playing on a stage like that with someone who I feel had a in her own way, a similar experience. She yeah. came out and she was really counted out. People didn't really understand the level of talent, the level of commitment, of hard work, of discipline. She's proven that time and time again now. No one doubts it anymore. It's like a, she's lived three lives in one life. You know? mm-hmm. So what's your sort of relationship like with her at this point? Are you both just mutual fans of each other? Have you connected? Have you been able to share the, these experiences? Yeah, we
0: met at like party or something like that. And um, we. she's real, real, real sweet. Yeah. She's real nice and like... We just, we need to chill some more. You know what I'm saying? To really like vibe a little more. But I love her down. Like I'm really a fan of her. My little sister put me onto her in like 2018. Wow. And I remember watching her right before she actually like blew up like crazy. And I was watching like her tour and like like her, she did like a mini tour in like Europe or something. And I was so inspired by her and like just watching her i was like wow like i just know she's going to be big and then like later that year she was like the biggest
1: thing crazy on the crazy and then the scrutiny comes and that's it i think that yeah. she's developed a pretty strong don't give a shit attitude as she's- well
0: Yeah, I think she's better than me at
1: that. I don't know. (laughs) You seem pretty good. (laughs) Uh, What about Europe and the rest of the world and everything else? I mean, watching you at the BT Awards, you know, back when uh, it was—I said to you before we got started—it was amazing how ready it just feels. It feels like a show. You and Riot just feel like you've got this incredible back and forth going on. And I just feel like you know, it's it's rare for artists to come out after a very quick period of time and look so arena ready. Is the idea of touring exciting to you? Traveling the world, exciting is.
0: I'm so 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 excited. If you would have asked me this like three months ago, I probably would have been like, no, I'm not ready. Why? Because I just, I needed, I needed time. Like, like I said, I did a stadium with Taylor. So now I feel like an arena, like I'll be like, okay, like we got this, period. And plus the Deluxe will be out by then. (laughs) So there's more music. And like, I just, I love my music. And I just really, I'm starting to love performing because I'm more, comfortable and building a stronger like armor around myself where I'm like I truly don't care anymore like before when I would read performance reviews I would be like oh my god they're chewing me down like bad like you know what I'm saying and now it's like when they say I'm like girl bye like this." like these are bops like this is for the baddies if you're not into it then
1: What's this baddie thing about? Go on. I know you're gonna. This is about the last time you were gonna ask this question, but give me give me a new answer if you can. Where where did it come from? Truly, like, (laughs) like, what's the idea behind it? Really, in terms of how it relates to your personality. It's just
0: confidence. That's yeah. It's like when I say baddie, I'm thinking confidence. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And when it comes to like influencing people with that baddie attitude, who are you most trying to appeal to? Who are you most trying to inspire?
0: Honestly, small people, like. The little, like, little people, young people. I, I have so many fans in high school and in middle school and even babies. Like, I love seeing little babies dance to my music and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and just my siblings and just myself. My music inspires myself, I'm not going to
1: lie. And also that idea of being able to, like you say, manifest something into action. How do you think you're going to feel when an artist comes up to you and looks at you the way you looked at Nikki? I mean.
0: I feel like that's going to be crazy. But I'm I'm not gonna lie, some people kind of do that now. Really? A little bit. Wow. Yeah. Like, especially when I meet like such young fans and stuff. Yeah. When I met Northwest, she was screaming at the top of her lungs. And I was like, girl, you're more famous than me. <laughs> I
1: know. Like, why <laughs> I know, but the thing is, like, that I I don't, I mean, this is so complicated. I mean, I couldn't even possibly put myself into the mindset of a young person, let alone a young person who lives that life. But I mean, she wants to live a normal kid's life, yeah, right? Yeah. And that means that she's gonna hear your music and be a fan. Like, yeah. just be a fan.
0: Yeah. She's great, though. Like, oh, she's so cute. But those are, like, those are the fans, and that age group and stuff like that, that I really want to inspire, because they're so, like, they're so innocent, and they're so cute, and they just want to have fun. And they enjoy fun. I feel like old, like, you know, I'm not even gonna put it in a category, because a lot of older people do with my music, but I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people become more judgmental as they grow.
1: Where does it go from here for you? Like
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> Only ways up. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going with the flow. like everything up until this point has been literally going with the flow, like
1: in the sense of letting it happen.
0: just letting it happen and just doing me and just trying to like not pay attention to the noise and but yeah just going with it
1: yeah mm-hmm. what, is there an album on the horizon like an album album apart from a deluxe I've, project uh,
0: there's an album on my mind Love but it. it's not like <laughs> you know in the studio yet it's not like out in, or like in my phone or anything like i'm just thinking about it and i'm like really excited to do my album and start working on it yeah. i feel like i'm gonna go to like a pretty country and stuff and like and try to get inspired and, yeah. like, record somewhere yes. else, you yes. know?
1: Yes, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you go to Italy I and love make music? Italy.
0: Why wouldn't you do that? I love Italy.
1: You must be excited about this, too. I mean, obviously, it's great that you two get to connect on the road and, and continue to work on the road and that it really is the two of you. I, yeah. I know it's moved into creative collaboration and direction and there's a real partnership here. Um, but the idea of being able to just take a month out, you know, from tour... Where are we? I don't know. Germany? Should we go to Italy for three weeks? <laughs> say no to everything? Make some right? beats? Make some yeah. beats?
0: Yep. That's what we're going to do.
1: That's the dream, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you are getting to the era of no really fast. Oh, yeah. I feel like you're getting to the era of like, what I say no to. <laughs> As What I say no to is way more important than what I say yes to. Yeah. Can you elaborate on how That's you feel about that? That's always been the
0: case, so I'm not going to lie. Like, I've always had that. A little bit, you know what I'm trying to say. Like less is more for me in a lot of different ways. I've realized, like you can't be everywhere at once. So like you do gotta say no a lot.
1: Who do you look up to in that regard? Who do you think gets it right? Rihanna. She gets it so right. Yeah. Because when she shows up, she's full Rihanna, and yeah. you get the full experience. And she wants to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I only ever want you to come into the studio when you want to be here. I don't want you, and I know that's the case. That will already be the case. I'm really, really glad that we got a chance to meet. Um, at this point, it's so early. You've got so much mm-hmm. music to make and so many miles to travel and so much mm-hmm. to achieve. I'm really excited we're gonna see and hear it all unfold. And I'm really, really glad that you're here making the music you make. I think now everyone's starting to get it right. <laughs> everyone's figuring out who you really are. Thank you. Catching up with Ice Spice at what is a really essential moment in her journey, the start of something very, very big and the future is so, so bright. Thanks for checking out another conversation on the interview series. Always appreciate the fact you take the time to do so. Next week, we catch up with Russ, who's made the deepest album of his career and it reflects in the conversation. Catch you then.